Welcome back to the Beers and Sears podcast, episode 11. We've got a recap of the dying corpse that is Texas football after the Iowa State upsetting loss this past weekend, this past Saturday. But we're going to look ahead. We're not technically out of it. We're not out of the Big 12, technically. We're not dead yet. We're not. Don't give me that. Yep. We'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll dive straight headfirst into it and bang our head against the bottom of the pool and come up bloody. But whatever, we're gonna do it. We'll also get into Baylor. What to expect this weekend? What are you gonna see uh, in Waco? But first, John, as always, beer of the week. So it, you know, I was kind of surprised when I googled breweries in Waco that there actually was one. Um, I, you know, we always kind of joke about that yeah. and and other you know, small towns like Manhattan, Kansas, or Lawrence, or well, Morgantown, we knew for sure there was going to be one, but uh, Waco being, you know, one, but, yeah. Baptist Central of Texas, um, actually had quite a handful, and we went with Brotherwell Beers, which um, is right off of I-35, so you, you I-35 goer, should see it sometime, uh, but we are going with the Chisholm Pale, Pale Ale, uh, which just caught my eye because it sounded like a good name. And, uh, yeah, that's our beer of the week. So if you're going to Waco this weekend and somehow come across Brotherwell Brewery, uh, let us know or shoot us a picture and we'll make sure we put it on our Instagram. It's very active. Um, okay, let's get into it. Iowa State. We played up. We lost. 2.30. We lost one of the most frustrating games. I think, yeah, I, I honestly think it was probably the most frustrating um, game of Herman's tenure so far uh, I've talked to a couple people about this I think it's worse than Maryland last year and you mentioned Tulsa uh, last year as well yeah just because and I think we both agreed before we were talking about this that it's actually worse than Tulsa because Tulsa is so early in the season it didn't really matter it wasn't a conference game all those things even though it was from a pure performance standpoint like yeah your your play level of play from Maryland was honestly probably worse against Tulsa, but yeah. it didn't matter. Whereas this game, you just absolutely shat the bed in four different ways in a game that truly mattered. You've already you've already did that once against TCU. I mean, that's the crazy thing is if that if you don't do what you did against TCU, then that that game this game wasn't really that big of a deal. You still have a controller on destiny almost. Just beat Baylor and you're in whatever. Um, but now it's completely over. Not completely, yeah, now, but... <laughs> now it's a long shot, right? I mean, we had a great opportunity to go take care of business in Ames and then go into Waco with, you know, a lot on the line. But like you said, comparing this to other disappointing losses, this was just such a squandered opportunity. We had such Ooh, a great opportunity word. to get in there. And, like, I don't know, it would have been a good win. Like, Iowa State's record is not reflective of the team that they are. They are a much better team than their record. Oh, 100%. Um, they've lost, like, what? I think they've lost, like, all four, of their – Every loss they've had this year has been combined. The points is, like, 15 or something. It's like us oh, last year. something crazy, yeah. And, of course, they finally got a close win against us. But it's it hurt even more because, like, when we went down early and we, like, literally couldn't move the ball and we had, like, 20 yards of offense before the last possession of the oh, first half, God. I was like, okay, you know what? We are what we are. And then, like – we found a way to claw back. Like we had the the ability and the character of the team just to find a way to get all the way back in and even take the lead, which was really impressive. Yeah. And to like many many people's points, it's just 
you even had the ball with the lead with under five minutes and you didn't even like take advantage of that opportunity. It just like goes back to our team is not able to do the simple things or like take, take, uh, take advantage of situations that are almost given to them, um, which is really frustrating. And it's, you know, it's so easy to be negative in times like these, but it's just the little things that we continue to mess up. And I mean, we get on the, the field goal kick. Um, well, yeah, and, we'll get into that. <laughs> but it's just, again, of such a, squandered opportunity that really hurts a lot um knowing that especially i mean if if you would have told me that ou was going to beat baylor and i mean like if we knew that going into it i would have been like all right this is such a huge game for us we need to win obviously yeah it's almost like you wanted it to be the seven o'clock game the time switched yeah well so i mean if baylor see. with baylor losing you right. know that gave us an opportunity to jump baylor and have a rematch with ou in the yeah. big 12 championship but <laughs> In all reality, we don't deserve that. We don't. No, deserve, we don't not need to be in that. In that. Uh, in that kind of like, I guess, game because we would just be embarrassed. So, maybe this was like a humbling, you know, bring us back down. We all thought, uh, after, you know, beating uh, Kansas State, that okay, look, we got our we got our legs back on defense. You know, we'll do much better. But that was not the case. We went straight back to the disappointing game on the road so yeah I, I agree pretty much everything you said I, I think going into it a lot of just general thoughts going into it a lot of it people were talking about the weather I don't think that changed anything no um, not at all. I think if anything it, it's actually the opposite and it kind of people just assumed you know you can't really throw the ball it's cold it's not going to work and it obviously played to our advantage when we did throw the ball um with those three drives the basically only three successful drives um and Special teams finally came up and lost a game. I mean, it really struggled all season, which is weird because in the past two seasons, I think it had been a strength. Maybe not complete over, you know, won us a game. With Dixon, it probably won us at least one or two games. But outside of that, there it's won really us been the, solid. Uh, Houston Bowl a couple years Definitely ago. won us the Houston Bowl. He was the offensive MVP. But it finally caught us, finally shot us in a foot. And I, I, that game is not on Malcolm Roach at all, not even close. No. Uh-huh. Um, but it was still a special teams play that ultimately cost us, and we'll get into all that and how you can. That was so avoidable, um, but and it's on Herman. It really is, and it, it kind of it obviously pissed a lot of the players off when he said after the game that um, he didn't think he was out coached. And then on Monday, his press conference, he was like, "I want to make something clear. I was definitely out coached." Like, yeah, no shit, bud. Like, uh, it. He he recognized himself. I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. That was the first time I'd ever seen him kind of humble, a little self-deprecating. Not this, you know, million five million dollar man who, you know, really kind of known for being a little rough and sandpapery with the media, and especially in terms of himself, and uses big words to kind of offset everyone. But yeah, I hadn't seen that in a while. I hadn't seen that from Herman. That was kind of interesting to see. So, I don't know. I think the team might be a little united now. It's now you're playing for each other. You're not playing for anyone else. You're not playing for some coach, um, you know, regardless of what his aspirations are. You're playing for each other. You're playing for, if you're a senior, you're playing for draft status. You're playing, if you're Duvernay, you're playing to show everyone at the Blitnikoff that you're fucking wrong and you should be a finalist. Yeah, that was um, interesting. So weird. I don't, I don't get that. I, I, if there's one thing I actually wish Herman really would have gone off as that, it's like because a, there's no reaper. Like if you call, tell the Blitnikoff people to fuck off. Like nobody, you know, it's not that big of a deal. What are they gonna say? Like no, you don't win. Like okay, whatever. But it, that's ridiculous. And 
I don't know. I think the team has a pretty good chance going into this weekend, just from a mindset standpoint uh, of where they have been, where they are. So I truly hope so. I, now, now, you know, as typical the tides are starting to turn against Herman, and that's what the the fan are clamoring for. I think it's obviously way too early for that, but that was probably the most negative, you know, a, a factor into my opinion of Herman that I've I've seen yet. Like we just talked about, and the most frustrating part of it. So I don't I don't necessarily blame the frustration that that much on the fans. That was pathetic. It really was, and. When you pay a guy that much money to make those stupid mistakes, it's awful. Yeah, it was it was not his best best game, and it was not our uh, Beck's best game either. I mean, no. quite honestly, Todd Orlando, you give up the first possession yeah. touchdown and the Dude. first possession touchdown in the second half. Yes. No, Other like, than that, it, it was actually not bad. They held them. They were three of, what, 17 on yeah. third and fourth downs. Yeah. Like, that's it, absolutely it, incredible. Very much like this losing overshadows, I would say, what a almost good... Three of 16, excuse me. What's that? Three of 16 on third and fourth down. But Yeah, I mean, but again, I think losing almost overshadowed the fact of the kind of decent game our defense played. It's just, I think don't it give a... up the stupid touchdown in the very first play, or was it the first play of the second half? Yeah, first play. And then the first possession uh, for Iowa State's offense as well. It's like, just find a way to not come out flat in both of those situations, or at least one. And it's a totally different game. Yeah. But right. our offense yeah. did not give our defense any break. No. And they really possession was so. a five-minute difference. Like, yeah. No, I completely – I think the defense played way above average, honestly. From so, what they had been this entire season, you get everyone healthy back. You get Chris Brown back, who played had a quiet game but still played decent. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, okay, let's get into more specific. Start with the offense. Just, I don't even want to talk about the offense. They weren't even there. Real quick, let's get in some ugly, ugly stats. And I said real quick, that's the exact opposite of what this is about to be. So, real long. First six drives, four three and outs, two first downs. There were 24 total plays, which includes going for it on the fourth down oh. after the pick, which I agree with going for it. But a different play. Not the play call. 54 total yards with only one penalty that was a false start. I think that was the second series, maybe the first. How do you not change something up? I I understand you you have your you know every offense starts off with like ten or twelve plays. That's yeah, your yeah. script. Yeah. That's what you start with. We scouted this team. We think these plays have the best chance of scoring early and getting on the board early and driving down the field. And we're going to yep. stick to it. Okay, yep. I get that. You stick with that for two. If it's two three and outs, you might stick with it for the third. Maybe not, but not for six fucking drives. That's unbelievable. There were two first downs. I was in after the first down. Both the drives that came with first downs were still six and outs. So, yeah. that I mean, the fact that they just kept on going back and back and back and back is unbelievable. You aren't going to be able to run the ball. You aren't going to be able to, you know, I don't know what know what to what to say. Like, you can't. You got to change it up. You have to. Recognize this. Recognizing it is the first problem to being an alcoholic and also being a shitty fucking offensive coordinator. And they just couldn't do it. It was so fucking annoying to watch. Yeah, that was it. That, you know, it's just like you said, three possessions, I can get that. But the fourth possession, it's like you've got to change it up. It's not like the elements were really that bad. And once they finally did change it up, we went down and scored in 37 seconds or something like that. No, 30. Yeah, so, I mean... In five plays. 
if that did not show you, and then our offense went straight back to not doing anything again in the right. second that, half. That's the that was the even more maddening thing is they come out in the second half and they do the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, uh, it was honestly the first time I was watching a game and being like, "Holy crap, Texas is really bad." Yeah, like we were yes. really really bad. Yeah, you hadn't had no. I, I know exactly what feeling you're like. You were like, we got to hope for a defensive score or something because we aren't getting anything done. And we haven't seen that in a, in a while, probably about three or four years. Dude, we didn't even look like a college football team. No. And that's on 100% on the coaching. And, and the other, that's okay, that was about to say, can you blame this on one position group? No. I no. don't think you can. I mean, maybe like the running backs because they suck. But, but can but, you really? No, you can't. But yeah. It, it, it was a, a very. Almost just all around, like you said, they had their preset little like game plan that just they could not get out of. And it's, I mean, I just don't get how after that one possession at the end of the first half, how you go back to it and struggle in the second half. Five like, plays, seventy-five yards, thirty seconds. Granted, some of those throws were pretty risky, but they were dropping seven or eight every single play, and Sam was dicing him up because he had all day. The O line picked up every blitz, made it look way too easy. Like I know not having Colin Johnson hurts, but it didn't hurt that bad. It doesn't mean you can't do anything, you know, out of the ordinary. That I mean, it, that we were so one-dimensional, and I, I, I honestly I could not even watch our offense in the second quarter. It was it was so laughable. Second half started yeah. off with the first three drives were all the exact same type of plays, like annoying. What was our first, wait, our first position was like? Was it three incompletions? Yes, that was the other yes. frustrating part. Is they came out through three incompletions, but it wasn't like the four wide, five wide, like they did the last series. But and then three consecutive three and outs, and then finally the fourth drive. He recognizes it. Eleven straight passes, five of which were incomplete, but they still march down the field and score. Yeah. On the fifth drive, they come out and do the exact same thing. Thing they throw eleven out of fifteen plays. Four of those runs were scrambles by Sam. You drive 90 yards down the field and you take the lead, which first off, I will say the one thing I agreed with Herman, the, I guess both, both fourth down conversions, I agreed with Herman to go for. And then almost blew up in his face so hard on the last one when Sam was scrambling, but he made it out alive. Yeah. Sam made a play there, but oh, I mean, overall it was just like, what? I mean, they were 7 of 19 on third and fourth downs, which really, it, it's worse than we've been this season, obviously, but it's really not that bad. It's very manageable. And it, it's still, is just so frustrating. And then the culmination, it was like going to a freaking Led Zeppelin show and they haven't played Stairway to Heaven. And then finally, they're like, oh, here they go. And we it's finally had the, a chance to put this game away. The last possession. I mean, you... <laughs> You have to play like you're down six points or whatever, and even though you're up whatever, one, and you can't do it. You call two run plays and a tunnel screen to the short side of the field. Your last, like, okay, last ditch effort, we got to get a first down. We get a first down. We probably win this game. You call a tunnel screen to the short side of the field with an absolute stud of a quarterback who is dicing up this defense the entire play. And if you're, you can't even say that you're worried about blitzing or taking a sack there because your offensive line has actually played very, very well against the blitz. They gave up, if he does take a sack, honestly, it makes him burn another timeout. Right, that too. 
and they had it. They'd given up two sacks, and both of which were covered sacks. That was just good defense by Iowa State. Not much you can do. Three the, plays, uh, zero yards, one minute a call. Uh, the no. the one of the best play calls they had all night was when Iowa State blitzed um, all that, and Keontae slipped up the middle and was wide open for the touchdown. And you're scared to throw that. You're scared to call that. It's not even a play. Just run five wide and go Mike Leach air raid and hope somebody gets open. Brendan Eagles was doing an unbelievable job all game of never stop running his route. It, not his route, you know, finding himself open once the play had kind of broken down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They recover yeah, the yeah. post, come back, whatever. He was doing a great – and so was Duvernay all night long. Hell, mm-hmm. even fucking Epps was doing it. Uh, yeah, Epps is not – he. that guy needs to work on – I know, team. but, like, it's still, like, they were working – they were constantly trying to find themselves open. So – do you think our offensive coaching was like just over over complicating the situations or were they just being, I mean, was it was not like Iowa state was drawing up like great defensive plays. Honestly, no. it was just, I feel like we were over complicating a lot of, of our offense the whole day. Yeah. I don't know if it's an overcomplication or probably just a failure to react, a failure to recognize your, what your problems are. And, what the defense is doing and they're taking away your entire game. And yet it's like you're taking away your left hand, even though you punch right-handed, it's really doesn't matter. You know, like it's not that big of a problem when you can still survive on one aspect, you know, throwing the ball and they just couldn't, I don't know. I I don't know what the faith was there or like where the lack of faith was. Um, Obviously it was in the run game. Okay. How did this? How did we score those first three times? Well, let's replicate that because every all three of those drives were very, very, very similar to each other. Yeah, it's that. Like I said, that's that's probably the most frustrating, the most disappointed, whatever, the most negative thing I've seen from the Herman era was that basically those three plays. If you really want to boil it down, I agree. If you're gonna try to win a game, what are you doing? Well, you know what is the what is this coach doing? This is your, you know, you're supposed to be your best, and this is what you throw out there. That's what you roll out there. It's fucking seventh grade football. We got so conservative. It's just so frustrating. Like you had a chance to do what you needed to do and just find a way to claw to win. Which, my God, if we would have won twenty-one to twenty, it, I mean, it would, it, it pretty much score would have reflected that game because we did not deserve it at all. That's another thing I was talking to uh, our more coworkers about. It's like, wh- what's with every single game being this close is he is it just that he's playing down to his opponents and playing up to you know playing up to his opponents punching up and down at the same time <laughs> i don't know it's like i don't know how that's possible but yes i guess i don't know anybody out i mean have we seriously don't rice but even then that took a kickoff return for the cover yeah so no I mean, OU yeah, for three quarters last year. His three years, his three years are pretty much the exact same of what we were in Max last three years. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he's better than what Charlie did in three years. So yeah. there's a plus. We're moving in the right direction. But. No, I. That's yes. I'm still on the Herman train. Agree. Obviously, a, so. a negative, negative week. Very, very dark. Negative but, week. It's been a negative five weeks. Okay. Yeah. I guess that, that's true. But like it's, I'm still confident in that he's supposedly smart enough, that he's shown us that he's smart enough to fix this. And I, I've 
everything that we've been reading, seeing is that Del Connie's like already getting ready. Like, hey, Maringer, you're axed. Drayton, you're axed. Beck, you're gone. I think that's the other thing. Like, everyone's calling for Orlando. I don't think or, or, or Orlando might be the one guy to keep. It, yeah, it, we'll see how he does the next two two weeks versus yeah. two really good offenses. So, mm, I guess so. But uh, I mean, let's, still, talk about, let's talk about his defense. The, yeah, speaking of, I I really do think the defense played pretty well. The, the first, I, I, yeah, I, I would say again, less those two possessions, they were unbelievable. And that's that. The first play of the second half was just such a college football play. I mean, Ooh. obviously you got to tackle the guy, but like that shit, it just. It happens, and it's, it's. I was I jumped in the shower like kind of halfway through halftime, and halftime of halftime, I guess. And I, I don't know why, but it, I guess I missed the first like maybe ninety seconds of well, play. You missed the game, <laughs> and we literally went from ten to seven to twenty to seven, and I was like, "What the?" And the guy who we want to have on the uh, on the show tonight, which will remain unnamed, was texting me. He was like, well, there goes the game. I was just like, I literally like went in the shower expecting to come back and see us with the ball. Mm. Or, I mean, not, and all of a sudden, like, what the hell? We're down 20 to 7. What the hell happened? Like, sure, we gave up one score, but how the hell did they score that quickly after they scored? Yeah. And little do I know, it took a 20 seconds. I don't mind like hurting myself and watching these games again. I couldn't watch that play again. That was, that was, that one hurts because you just that couldn't. play or that game? That play. Oh, yeah. I can I can rewatch the game. I'm fine doing that. It, that play individually, I can do. But getting back to defense, I, I yeah, they played well. They, it seemed like they're running all over the place. That Hall, who by the way is a true freshman, Jesus, that kid is pretty good. Um, I think he's like second in the nation in true freshman in uh, rush yards. But he st- they still only gave up ten points, and it felt like he was all over the place. They held him to thirty yards in the second half on like eight carries or something like that. Hmm. Not too bad. Purdy had the second worst completion percentage of the year. Yeah, no, they had Purdy all really pretty uncomfortable. And I mean that pick was perfect coverage. Bump bump the receiver back, take away the slant. You're right there. I mean, absolutely textbook. Jameson, unbelievable play. He almost uh, had another one too. He, he almost had another one, and Kobe Boyce almost had that one in the end zone when he knocked it down on uh, third down to force the field goal. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was more of him just. Like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was a pass breakup. He's, he plays defense, man. He doesn't have hands. But, like, still, both those guys I thought played pretty well for stepping up for Jalen Green, who's suspended for the first half. Uh, and the rest of the defense, solid. Stearns was obviously banged up um, towards the end. He was limping bad. And still played really well, led the team in um, tackle. No, he didn't leave the tackles, but he had the one sack. And I thought played pretty good at defending the pass as well, not – Great, obviously, but pretty solid. Brandon Jones was his usual self against the run and didn't let anything over his head. Too, you know, nothing too bad, and had a pass deflection. Uh, I, a little stuff that it seemed like they actually played like a cohesive defense. They played bend don't break, um, and yeah, three of what, what, what they were three of what sixteen on um, third and fourth down. That's really really good. Yeah. I mean, that's really unbelievable, especially against a, the what the fifth, sixth leading pass offense in the nation. Um, that's a huge, huge deal. So, I don't know. What, what did you see individually on defense? I thought anything? Coburn had himself another good game. I was yeah. pretty, pretty uh, pleased with him. He was a 
constantly in the backfield. Also shut down that running back pretty well. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Number uh, Jawan is it Jawan Mitchell? Jawan Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, I thought he had a pretty decent game. He yeah, he just he play, they blitz him so much it kind of covers up for his lack of like run recognition. But he yeah. can play it. He can play it pretty well. So he he kind of blows it up, even though he's like it's it's still blown up in both the kind of good and bad way. But it's on purpose, so it's kind of good. You know, he's what? not he's not like a true. Well, yeah, I know that makes sense. Yeah, I know, but makes <laughs> makes sense in my head. <laughs> um, he's not like a true like read linebacker. If not yet, I think he's athletic and like figured out. But the mental aspects maybe he just hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, the lack of the pass rush, I think, at the second half, was pretty brutal to watch. That was probably the most frustrating, and obviously evident on that first play. Um, and then defensive line, yeah, Coburn played well. I thought Roach played pretty good too. He's gonna get the you know whatever. Like he he lost yeah. that game for us, but he didn't. Um, and uh, Tavondre Sweat, I mean, he will not get on the stat sheet, but I, he plays well. Same with Taquan. They just provide space and take up space essentially forcing run games outside and everything else that doesn't you don't see on the stats but they show up and that's a big big deal uh i don't i don't know it, it was a i thought it was an above average effort from the defense getting stern having a fully healthy sterns even though he's kind of hurt at the end chris brown back even with J- missing Jalen Green in the first half, I-, I was impressed with the effort, essentially. I thought it would be – the over-under was set at – Vegas had it like 35, and the, what the line was, you know, six, seven or so. And so they basically had them scoring at least 35 points, and we held them under that. So I, I, I that was good, <laughs> I guess. No, I, I really – again, I'm very impressed with the defense, and I'm expecting them like, – you know, our offense is, gonna, is not going to be that bad again. Like, that was – the worst game we've seen on them all year. So if our defense can continue, I mean, they gave up, what, minus, let's see, was it 20, no, 17 versus uh, Kansas State, yeah. right? The two touchdowns and a field goal, and the kickoff return was not yeah. on them. I mean, if they played much better statistically. No, uh, yeah, 100%. And so I've, I'm actually, it just keeps on getting overshadowed by, like, narrow wins or bad losses. So um, at some point, I mean, the offense has got to has got to wake up, and, and hopefully, hopefully it's this week. Yeah, you would hope. Um, I, I, I just looking at like our defensive stats, like over the past like few two games, like we've been top three in the, we're third in the Big Twelve in the, over the past three weeks um, in terms of yards per game. So yeah, obviously an improvement from where we were earlier in the season. Were we last for a little while? Oh yeah, Kansas was right behind us. Uh, yeah, we were last in August and said basically last in the first you know month and a half or so yeah, of first. the season in the Big wow. Twelve in the Big Twelve that is uh, yeah but yeah I, absolutely great turnaround from an Orlando standpoint uh, I I don't know what yeah what else do you do you want from them in, in the mention the time of possession but like when uh, they've got the ball for five minutes longer than you do. I mean, that's the defense is out there for that much. That's a big, big difference. Um, how much, how tired you're going to be. It's already cold, all that stuff. That's a huge deal. And the yeah. offense did them no favors. In yeah, the first there. half offense just, just gave them really no chance. 
from the from the on the kick, just real quick, get it out of the way. The worst possible thing that can happen happened. Because if yeah. you, if you play that if you play that safe, you you say, all right, everyone line up like we're going to block it right before they snap it. Nobody even move. I mean, basically just make sure they're not faking it. All that stuff. It's our, it was what thirty seven yards before the yeah um, penalty. That's a long, long kick, especially for a kid who's been like under fifty percent. I'm pretty sure on the season. You just play that safe. You've got what four minutes left? Three minutes no, left? It was like two and a half. Okay, two and a half. Excuse me. And all of a sudden, you know, you, basically what I'm saying is there's time left that you could have given the ball to Sam and he could have done the damn thing. And Dicker, I mean, go there's yeah, exactly Dicker, three yeah. minutes left. So. Yeah, and Dicker too. Exactly. Like you've got a good kicker, you've got a good offense. If they're calling the right damn plays, that can win you the game. If you don't do the one bad thing, I, I will give credit to the Iowa State long snapper. Did you see that? What he was saying? Because they asked him after the game, he was like, "I noticed on the first two kicks, they were keying in on our cadence. They knew it, and they were jumping like immediately as I snapped the ball. Huh. So that's why he held it and didn't snap it." And waited until they jumped, and then snapped it, called an offsides. Pretty, huh. pretty smart. Basically, getting outclassed by an Iowa um, deep snapper is the guy that lost us the game. If that you want to make yourself feel a little bit better about that, yeah, that was so. Like when it happened, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like the one thing you can't do, you did. I was dead certain that there was a, like a false start or something. I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, false start, whatever, no big deal. And just then, yeah, just they saw. I mean, it was like laughing, you know, just hysterical. And then they called it. I was like, oh, I mean, this game's over. He's gonna drill this. I mean, even if he he doesn't have to kick it right now, but even if he did, he'd drill it. I know he would. You know, he missed the field goal. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know. All right. So I don't know if uh, the guy we're gonna call is gonna answer. Should we try before we go to voicemails? We can try once. How about that? He's too busy. Should we say what he's doing? He is uh, playing tennis. Let's see if uh, this will work. Hello. Hey. What's up? Hey. Not much. What are you doing? Uh, me and Jack are playing a little tennis. Oh, that's cute. Very nice. Oh, hey, John. Oh, yeah, you're on the Beers and Cheers podcast. How are you? Oh. So. God, what an honor to be on your C-level uh, podcast. Whoa. 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 Come on, until, man. Until you start bringing some fire takes and Jonathan nut up and just like tell stories. You've been saying up, that for three just, years. I'm still waiting. Dude, <laughs> you don't listen. You don't even know what you're talking about. We got pretty heated. I Probably F-bombs per episode. This is up there. Well, I mean, we are the worst team in the country, so it's about time you guys get fired up. Yeah, so what did you think of the game this past weekend? You know, I think the problem is the coaches and players. <laughs> <laughs> so th- these are the fire takes that you're wanting us to bring? I, I don't think the players are any good. <laughs> uh, I don't think the coaches are any good. I think, honestly, all the coaches should be fired. Um, it's pretty unacceptable. Like the the product they keep putting on the field, I get we have injuries. I get like it's not all on the defense or all on the offense, but 
the fact that Sam has regressed this year, uh, somehow our offense is just like the most horrible thing to watch. It's kind of like watching the Texans play. Yeah, so don't, um, don't compare. No, defense, we're not doing the that. The defense, like, we haven't known how to tackle since probably like 2009. I think we're leading the league in this tackles again. We are. I, I just don't. I, I don't understand why this is what I have to watch, and then I can turn on any other college football game in the country, and it's like head and shoulders above what we're putting on the field. I don't. I don't understand it. <laughs> Um, so, Jack, Jack, if our players were at a different university, do you think they'd be better? If what? They play if our players were at a different team, team, would they be better? Yes. That's hmm. odd. I you think, should be I on Colin Coward. They obviously have limitations. Like they're, they are who they are. They're not, they're not you know, <laughs> like absolutely world-class talents. But I, I don't think they get developed – at Texas, I don't like. I, I couldn't name one player that's really improved besides Duvernay, and I think that's just like. No, that's I'm very true. I think he's the only one who has possibly gotten better this year is Duvernay. I look at guys like Anthony Cook and all the other five-star guys that are on our defense that truly aren't. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna be drafted with the way they're playing no, right now. Good lord, no, no chance. Okay, Jack. No, the uh, the real reason, the real question we wanted to ask you is, how do you yes. feel? About <laughs> <Your best laughs> team being cheaters. <laughs> what did you say? Is is that why you brought me on this fucking podcast? Is yes. To ask me why my baseball team's cheating. Yes. Stuart, newsflash. We're no. Not okay. Well, you're not not cheating. I honestly don't think it fucking helps. <laughs> number one and number two. Tell Clayton Kershaw that. Seventeen. We would have hit Kershaw regardless. No, you. It doesn't help. Hey, you know, you Darvish was tipping pitches, so we got that working for us. Yeah, you, didn't, you, didn't, have to, you didn't have to cheat Dude, against you. Did you like yell as putting Darvish in a body bag on Twitter? Dude, no. It, he was a, it was a language barrier, first off. So you're making fun of someone <laughs> who racist, can't speak English. No, you're the one being racist. All right, no, this is an Astro. All right, Jack. What is, <laughs> Jack? What is the, uh, what's your prediction? Uh, stop. For, we're, doing, we're doing trivia. Hush. Go. Jack. Prediction for this weekend. Oh, no, wait. We're not doing trivia. <laughs> prediction for this weekend? Yeah, no. go. Hot take. No, go. prediction for you against Jekko. Yes, for this weekend. Well, I lost to Jekko. <laughs> what, he's a 6-4 really, match? What do we have? He's a really, <laughs> he's a really good what? athlete. What was, whatever. Jekko cheats. Um, <laughs> was he banging yeah, against the... Jekko still signed. Yeah, he was banging a trash was, can. Was Womble, <laughs> was Womble banging against a trash can in the park next door? Like, a little, the, next door? Yeah, trash can. Yeah. Uh... Now, prediction for this weekend. Uh, you know what? Why not? We'll, we're going to win. Okay. There we go. See, there's some positivity. It would be the most Texas thing to do to win this weekend after no. losing to no, Iowa no. State. No, we're winning this weekend. Over and, yes. and none of it fucking matters. They're going to win. Hey, uh, we're still uh, have a, a route to the Big 12 Championship, Jack, so. What is the uh, what's the line this weekend? What's what? What's the line this weekend? Five and a half, plus five and a half. Wow. Hey, all roads all roads go to Death Valley. You know that too. Which Death Valley? Clemson? I agree with you. Are you joking me? <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, this is what I don't understand. Oh, why but... can the whole nation Here comes the Cajun. Why can every person in the country get behind Edo and LSU and the state of Louisiana and somehow Texas is like the anti all of that? Everyone hates the coaches, everyone hates the players. By everyone, I mean 
Okay, probably, first off, probably everyone. Edo is like the most charismatic person of all time. If Herman was in the locker room, recorded say, "What boomer sooner? What fuck you?" Everyone would be the saying the exact same thing. Exactly, but that's the problem. He didn't do that. Right. That, exactly. Like, yeah. No, you're right. Alright, give me that instead. I agree with you. I want that. I want that bad. I want it really, really bad. Yeah, we have no swagger. He's not team. even a good coach. No, he's not at all. From an X's and O's standpoint. Yeah. Somehow their team just—I I don't get how like they make the leap from last year to this year with a completely new offense, first-year coordinator, first-year assistant coordinator, and they look like you know they're lighting the world on fire. They look and like the Patriots. We've had yeah. The same program in place for three or four years now, and we get worse seemingly every year. I don't. It's, I'm over it. Okay. Oh, you're blowing with us, Jack Pilgrim, for the night. Uh, All right, Jack. Well, thank you. Have uh, have fun getting your ass worked by, by Winston. Well, it's already over. I'm going home now. Okay. Okay, well, have fun watching Transformers. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I actually watched Transformers last night. <laughs> Dude, great movie. Great movie. It was on TNT. You're not going to pass it. No, got, TNT always got great movies. You so. got Shawshanked. You got Shawshanked with Transformers. All right, Jack, thank you for uh, jumping on. I was in between your sets with Jacko. Um, uh, I think Jack is, uh, I guess, uh, represents most UT fans right now. I think he's on he's on one end of the spectrum, and he's always been on that end for the most part in regards to Texas football. But I think he's pretty – he's definitely right in terms of the overall like country's uh, – opinion of texas and how it no matter what we do you can't be loved um type of thing besides outside of your fan base uh which i honestly don't mind that much but he's, he's still right you, you can't you know beating ou last year doing all that stuff then all of a sudden rally the entire country around no tom herman and sam you, you know i think but, there's more to that with like media though it's not just yeah I mean, there's a lot more to that than just like your football, your, I guess, product of football on the field. So right, okay. Well, let's get into it. We glanced at it, but we. What about a voicemail? Oh shoot! Here's another frustrated fans voicemail. Um, very familiar voice. Oh shoot! And uh, we got to take a commercial break. said um they were playing to lose the game it comes down to as simple as that when you've got four minutes left and that's all you can do take a minute off the clock that's what that's what it is three plays three plays for the rest of your life and that's what you put out on the field yeah uh, decent point by Maffridge that'll humble you all right enough of that it's done it's over with we're still alive barely but 
Let's get into Baylor this weekend. They are coming off an absolute crazy game Saturday night against OU. They were up what a Baylor thing to do. 28-3 at halftime. End up losing 34-30 to or 31. I don't remember. I can't remember. Anyways, Hurts came out without C.D. Lamb and absolutely put on a show in the second half. How do you not score? Like I don't know, man. What? How does a game change that much that quickly? Like maybe it's just the twenty-eight to three score. Huh? Patriots, uh, Falcons, oh, yeah. Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe Charlie Brewer's quarterback. I don't know if you know this, John, but his dad played at Texas. So does his grandpa. No, wait, his grandpa did too. Yeah, I had no idea. Over under on how many times I say that this weekend? I don't know. Thank God, Joel. I love Joel Klatt, but I think it was last year or two years ago when he just wouldn't stop throwing that out there. And it was well, the last year it was ABC guys. I know that. So. Oh yeah, that might have been two years ago then. Anyways. Whatever. Um, I think he's he's supposedly been playing hurt for the past couple of weeks, and uh, very similar to uh, Sam, he's kind of might have had one of these hidden injuries uh, this past week against uh, OU. He actually played pretty well, but. Still, he's a, he's a solid quarterback. He's up at the top of the Big 12 and nation in terms of passing yards. Um, he's can threaten you a little bit on the run, but not really. I mean, he's not, not as good as Sam can, or not as well as Sam can, excuse me. Uh, he's 66% completion right now. He's hovering just over 2,500 yards, 18 tutties, and five interceptions. Um he can make you. He can punish you if you're really not playing sound defense. Luckily, been turning around a little bit, so hopefully they can keep that up. Denzel Mims is their receiver. I think he's. Is he the guy who transferred from? What's it called? Uh, West Virginia. No. What's uh, Tennessee? No, 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 no. That guy was a quarterback. No. You sure? Denzel Mims was always at Baylor. Okay. Yeah, I know. Oh, who the hell was that guy? That tall-ass dude. He was really good. Anyways, he's... It's not Denzel Mims. He's fourth in the the Big 12 in yards per game. He's got 10 touchdowns on the season. He averages, uh, I think, 15 yards uh, per catch, which is absolutely incredible considering he's got 50 catches um, for the season. Uh, He is an absolute stud. He is their... Go-to guy, by far, their next closest guy has 15 less catches than him, which it's easy for us to say, considering DuVernay's got way more than our second than Colin. Regardless, he's a stud. Um, Yeah, he is. Their defense, however, has gotten so overrated. I think, I don't know why, I could be making this up, but I feel like I heard a lot at the beginning of the season that their defense has gotten a lot better, and Matt Rule's turned around their defense. They play the the epitome of bend-no-break defense. I will. The one thing that they have is they don't give up a lot of points per game. They only give up 20 points per game, but still, they give, will give up a lot of first downs, a lot of um, kind of long plays. But once you get in the red zone, they're really, really good. So I, they, I don't know. Their defense versus TCU was really impressive. I was watching that yeah. game, but their defense in the second half against OU, obviously two very different offenses that they're facing, was like really 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 bad and almost like lost on the field but by the way the guy's name you're thinking of was Jalen Hurd Jalen Hurd that's right sorry yeah. about that um but yeah no Baylor I mean I when they went up 28 to 3 I was like oh Baylor is actually for real and then I mean literally could not pull a more Baylor thing and, and choke that bad yeah I mean 
So they're leading the Big 12, by the way, in scoring percentage in the red zone. Our defense, like we said earlier, has to come out. I mean, we they've got to have the game. So um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really too confident in this game, honestly. Really? I think a lot of negativity in our locker room. I think there's. This is going to be a game that we get exposed pretty bad. Um, I think we end up losing like 35 to, to 17. Oh gosh, that's ugly. Yeah, I'm not. I think Baylor comes out. They know they squandered an opportunity um, against OU, a playoff opportunity that is, because they're not going to go beat OU in the Big 12 championship no. in the playoffs. So uh, they're going to come out and try to beat us as bad as they can. And it's just that I just. I don't trust our defense to be able to do what they did against uh, Iowa State, um, and I think it's just going to be a little bit of a heyday. So, their one of their weaknesses on offense is they've given up a decent amount of sacks. They've actually given up the same amount of sacks that we have given up. Um, interesting enough, which is 27 on the year, not great. And I, I think that we the defense is rolling. They've had a couple strung together a couple good games in a row. I actually think that they'll do a good job shutting down Brewer, maybe get into him a little bit, get him kind of hurt, get him out of his rhythm. And then offensively, you learn from your mistakes. You got to hope that Herman saw what he messed up with last week. And Rule's a good coach. I mean, if you think Matt Wells – or God, not Matt Wells, uh, Matt Rule. Campbell can oh. uh, stop us, you know, can shut us down on offense, then Rule definitely can too. But you still won't learn from it. I think they get a bounce back. Yeah, I think it'll be, I'll say Texas 30, 33, Baylor 28. Wow. That? Exact opposite spread will be the difference. Yeah, I, I just, Baylor's coming off of those weird games where you just blow it like that in the second half. Like, I know you mentioned our locker room. Like, what is their locker room? They're still in True. the Big 12 championship, but True. that's got to be pretty deafening when you know you can you're capable of basically giving up 31 straight points and a half and not being able to answer it. So, I don't know. Just kind of my take. doesn't really matter anymore. Camping World Bowl, here we come. Yeah, Woo-hoo. wait. I saw we were projected. I can't remember where. Um, it was something. We're not going to be in the Alamo Bowl. What's, we're no. we're going to be in the Camping World of Cheez-It. The what? No, we're not in the, we're not in the Cheez-It. I'm pretty sure we're the Camping World Bowl. Hmm. Well, I thought it was sure. us versus Notre Dame there, but us versus Notre Dame? Yeah. No way. Are you serious? Now we're both just searching bull predictions. <laughs> this is great radio. This is like this is like Mike Francesa when he just goes, uh, folks, Are you going to Athlon Sports or ESPN? Uh, folks, uh, I don't know how to do this. So folks. No, I'm on a, the at the at the athletic. What are you on? Liberty Bowl, Memphis, UCF. That actually wouldn't be that bad. Alamo Bowl versus Washington. Memphis would be pretty fun. It's on. Uh, it's on New Year's Eve. Not going to that. Okay, games of the week, real quick. All right, here we go. State fan at the Ohio State 11 a.m. Fox. Ohio State is minus 18. Joel Clatt, Gus Johnson on the call. Big noon, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> that's another thing about the we always make fun of every single week John we tell I tell John the big games and they're always the 11 a.m. he's like no way that's at 11 a.m. like yep <laughs> he's like why do they keep on doing that and I, we don't really have a true answer for it but they're doing it again 
working um, for him, apparently, like he says. Ohio State has got gets Chase Young back, which is a pretty big uh, deal for them. Their offense or their defense is whew, very nasty as it is, and having him back is huge. And Penn State's defense or offense, God, has looked really ugly since Minnesota. That uh, quarterback that I praised going into the Minnesota game, yeah, he's looked really bad uh, since then. Yeah, he struggled versus Indiana. Yeah, he did. Um, so I I like. Ohio State minus 18, that's a lot of points. But at home, I think they just kind of run away with it. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think both Ohio State and LSU are playing for that number one seed. You know, yeah. fighting each other back and forth. And Ohio State needs to have a big win here. Ohio State blows them out. Ooh, okay. Uh, A&M at Georgia, 230 CBS with Gary Danielson. Georgia has pitched a shutout in their past three games minus the fourth quarter against Auburn, hmm. which I know is a little – I, there's just not a better way to word that. Basically, they gave up, you know, however many. They gave up 11, or they had 11 straight quarters without giving up any points. And then in the fourth quarter against Auburn, they gave up two. Kind of almost blew it, but they hung in there. Still really, really solid. Also, Georgia has given up one sack on the season. Absolutely one. Pretty incredible. Wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, I like the dogs here because A&M has kind of struggled on offense and they basically required Mon to be like an absolute stud. I mean, he's good, but they don't have the receiver power and the, the running back to take the load off of him. So I'm I'm saying dogs big here. They got to prove it to the committee. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree there. I think they come out a little slow. They just, you know, clinched the East already. Might take them a quarter to get rolling. But I think Georgia ends up winning and covering this game. TCU at OU, 7 p.m. Fox. OU minus 18 as well. TCU should have beaten Tech. Oh, wait, sorry. They did. They should have, yeah. They didn't cover, but they, they beat them. Um, really ugly game. Shout out Jonathan Song. I think he had four field goals, all Saints, baby. I like the Frogs and the points in this game. Uh, 18's a lot, and OU kind of always struggles with them, it feels like. I might be just thinking that because I can never forget 2006 when TCU went up there and beat them. Yeah. But, uh, I, it's still big emotional game for OU last week. Look against Baylor, even though they came back. Um, no CD or CD Lamb is hasn't been ruled out, but he's not uh, said he's going to play. So I, I like TCU and plus eighteen. So OU's kind of struggled the last two weeks. You know, barely sneaking by. Um, they've kind of been exposed. Their defense was very exposed much exposed. Ham. So um, I like TCU to cover. I agree with you on that. I don't think they end up winning the game, but I think they definitely uh, give OU another scare. Duggan played really well against Tech towards the end. Yeah. Well, let's go win in Waco. Are you going? No, I'm not going to Waco. Why would I go to Waco? I don't know. You live right next to it? I don't. <laughs> That's not funny. I don't live close to it. I live an hour and a half away from it, John. And they <laughs> shut down 35 to two lanes over the fucking Brazos River, John. I yeah. don't want to deal with that shit. Why don't you check TextDot? Come on. Text, dude, that's the only good thing A&M's ever done is they have that online map that shows you all the stoppages on I-35. Check it out. If you're driving on I-35, just search TAMU I-35. I just made your drive better. You're welcome. <laughs> much better than Waze. So much better than Waze. Waze is the worst. Waze looks like a video game. Waze looks like a crappy video game I used to play in GameCube. Waze makes me max. I want to beat the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It like makes you like real competitive. Yes. Okay. Well, 
We're very off topic, but I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Football's dumb. I'm going to New Orleans. The Sports are dumb. this pain. Thanks for listening. Welcome. Merry Christmas. My brother and I used to go down to George's bar. We'd drink big O's until they closed down the place. We'd talk about our lifelong ambition. I still recall that smile upon his face He said golf for the bright lights down in Austin Said, Pat, don't you know there ain't no money here Well, he made a million bucks, he was a computer I still go to George's and drink my beer I drink my beer And he's gone, he made me gone But I'm still here She didn't even know she caught my eye Well, we dated for a little while back in high school I thought that one day she'd be my wife Yeah, but the rubber took a turn somewhere around 18 She took off to find her own way Where she fell in with this Nashville high roller just know it's gonna break her heart one day And she's gone, yes she's gone But I'm still here And she's gone, she make me gone And I'm still here The ever living shit out of me. I was, I was, <laughs> I was in the shower and I got out, but I was playing like a podcast on my phone just out while I was like changing. And he was outside my door and he was like listening. He was putting his ear to my door because he thought that we were recording and he didn't want to walk in. But I was just playing a podcast out loud, so I just opened the door and he's sitting there like kind of hunched over and has his ear to the door, just scared the living. Fuck out of me earlier. And I thought to myself, well, he was one hell of a man. And when the darkness surrounds me, he reaches out and he takes my hand. He takes my hand. Yeah, he's gone. Make me gone.